are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining you from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. This program is all about helping people more meaningfully and productively connect with their work and equipping organizations to do the same for their employees. So I bring on guests who have a particular perspective or experience that I think expands the conversation about meaningful and productive work. And I often draw on the meaning and work research I've been doing over the last 15 years, as well as my own experience consulting, including the work I do today at Insignium, which is a global management consulting firm. I'll get to the program in just a second, but let me thank my media partner and sponsor, Jobbing.com. They are the leading locally focused job board in the nation, and they are dedicated to helping employers find quality talent in their own backyard while giving job seekers control over their search so they can find work close to home. Thank you, Jobbing.com. Great partnership. Last week, if you missed the show live, you can always catch it via podcast. We were on the air with Suzanne Brown, who is a strategic marketing and business consultant, TEDx speaker, and an expert and advocate for professional part-time working moms. She's also an author, and her book is called Mom Powerment, Insights from Successful Professional Part-Time Working Moms Who Balance Career and Family, and in how writing it, she hopes to empower moms to think differently about their career approach and guide them on their journey to change their career model using her own experience and research stories, insights, and advice in more than 110 interviews with professional part-time working moms. This week, we have rather a special uh, episode, if we can. Um, with us is Sherry Elliott-Yeary, who is an author, speaker, coach, and trainer in the area of human resources and talent management. She is the author of Ties to Tattoos, Turning Generational Differences into Competitive Advantage, and also the book called You Can Have It All, not Just Not All at Once. In this special, special holiday episode, we'll be kicking off the U.S. Thanksgiving holiday, giving our own thanks for the abundance in our lives and talking about the power of gratitude and how it can be leveraged in our personal, professional, and leadership lives for increased relationship and business results. Sherry joins us today right here next to me in my office studio. Sherry, welcome back to Working on Purpose. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here and excited about the topic. I am too. And as you know, as we were hatching this whole idea, we were talking about how wonderful it is. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Fall is my favorite season. You're from Canada, and we just finished Thanksgiving in your country, correct? Correct. It's in October. October. Okay. So to kick us off for this for this conversation, I do want to just present for our listeners, and I know we have listeners from all over the world here who are tuning in. So if you, this isn't your holiday, please just join in and experience it. For, for me, Sherry, what Thanksgiving means is it really is a time to gather people who I care about, who are important to me, or reach out to people who I can't have next to me and thank them for being in my life. And so, as you know, because you've been a part of this tradition for years, one of the things I do is I host as many people who I can get to come to my house for Thanksgiving, and that includes people that I've worked with, friends, people in the community, people I've served with in, in community service, my friends, my family, um, and then, of course, anybody who doesn't have a place to go. And I, I love that. So, as you know, Wednesday night is the big prep night, and so I 
under the auspice that we're going to have a little bit of wine and do a little bit of work. I bring in unsuspecting people who are going to chop celery and carrots and onions and get everything ready for the day tomorrow. I feed them. And my job, I think, is just to top off their glass and make sure they're having a good time. But that's the kickoff to the to the to the holiday. And then Thanksgiving is a beautiful day for me, full of wonder, magic, great smells, friends coming in and out and the day filled with abundance and blessing. So that's what Thanksgiving means to me. What about you? Wow. Okay, how do I top that? I don't know that I need to because I get to be here and experience it with her. Um, Thanksgiving, to me, is is very different because I moved to the United States 20 years ago. And I realized my family was in Canada, but I had this beautiful opportunity to create my new family in the United States. And that meant I could choose my community. And so sitting here today with Elise so many years later – I'm so grateful for the community I have been able to surround myself with and have them as part of my life. And so even just sitting here today, I'm very grateful for the chance Elise and I took on each other. Like we said, it was love at first sight when we met. And so I'm super grateful for being present enough to see when somebody shows up in my life so powerfully. So that's what I'm grateful for. Thank you, Sherry. Yes, I remember when we met years ago and I came to call on you for business and that's the wonderful thing, right? So when we work out and we put ourselves in the world and we show up authentically and we show up with good intentions, which I think we both did at the yes. time, something magical can happen. And so part of what I wanted to cover in this conversation here, because this show is about the world of work and how we engage with it, how we're productive, how it becomes meaningful for us, is I wanted to also talk about how when we live and work from that place of gratitude and we can appreciate the people that we meet, we can appreciate new prospects, our colleagues, our team, our clients. And the most important thing is we recognize that we acknowledge that there, our appreciation for them using words, whether they're spoken or whether they're written, the power of that in terms of how we connect. So I want to talk next about that and hear your perspective on, on what I just said there. Yeah, it is. It's hugely important because first you have to be aware and present in order to see those moments, in order to connect with people, especially your employees or people in the community. I had this opportunity recently to help Puerto Rico with um, getting toothbrushes and toothpaste to them. And if I hadn't been present and just thinking about what it is I could do for them, I wouldn't have had that opportunity, not what people can do for me, but what could I do that's meaningful for them. And I think that's really part of it is finding out what's meaningful, whether it's your employees or your family member or community, and just really giving them what they need, not what you want, because it's very different. And so I think that shows that you are showing up in a way that people can receive, and it matters to them. You know what I'm thinking about as you talk about that, Sherry, is I think about two things. One is how we as individuals tend to to choose and give gifts. And then I think about how in the workplace we tend as as individuals and as leaders to recognize and thank the people who are part of our organization. So giving a gift, right? So sometimes we'll just say, well, I'll give whatever. I've got this extra thing and maybe this person might like it, whatever. 
another approach to giving gifts that I really, really, really appreciate is much more thoughtful and takes much more time, right? Is And that's really considering what do I know about this person? What matters to this person? Not what do I think they need or should I give them a self-improvement book or something like that, but what is it that they really love that delights them when 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 I see them? And, and if I have to be present enough to know that and then to reach across and to be able to ascertain that in order to choose the right gift and then give it in a way that really lands for that person in a way that I intend it that shows how much I appreciate them, how much I'm grateful for having them in my, in my life and 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 have the the message come across as you really matter to me. You mean something to me. Yeah, that's very powerful because you're showing them that they matter. And that's huge just knowing that they matter in your life that you took that time. Um, one of the things I'll say from a generational perspective, um, years ago there were, used to be a lot of big parties and um, there was all this decline. And I remember Fox 4 News had asked me why I thought that. And I was like, well, have you seen the recession we're in? And this was, like I said, a few years ago. But in addition, not all generations want to have the same Christmas party. So to them, it's more like torture for a millennial to go to a fancy ballroom and have to get dressed up and hang out with their boss. That's not a reward. That's a punishment. And so it doesn't fit everybody. And so you really do have to look at it and go, what matters to them, not to me, especially from an employee perspective, because you want them to feel like they matter and they're engaged and um, you're paying attention. I really appreciate that you brought that up in terms of the generational perspective. And this, after all, you are the generational guru. So I would expect that we get some sprinkling of this and that wisdom that comes with it. And you're also reminding me, too, is that in over the years that I've done leadership development work in large organizations and gone out to help leaders be able to presence themselves as leaders and to be more effective, one of the things, of course, that, that, we, that we'll generally teach is the importance of being able to convey just this, being able to tell people what 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 they did, why it was important, and how much it means to you as a leader or to the organization is so incredibly powerful to, to drive business results, to drive trust, to drive engagement. Um, and what, what what's wonderful about that, whenever I've done that exercise, Sherry, one of the things I'll do is I'll ask people to remember when they were recognized like that. Hopefully this won't get me too badly. I've been known to cry in the air before. It's, it could happen again. I'll jump in if okay, I Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> is what's wonderful about that is when you ask people to tell you those stories, very often they will be moved to tears. And it's something that they maybe that happened maybe 15 or 20 years ago. And presencing it for them today still summons tears because it's still that meaningful. And we have the ability to do that through our words through being present as you were saying and making sure that we we make the intention to do that in our relationships at work and certainly at home yes absolutely and that does require that level of consciousness and I don't know if any of the listeners have done this if you are on the road tonight give me a heads up but have you ever driven home and got into your garage and went how did I get here (laughs) you know and that's pretty scary because that happens a lot and that shows we're not present in our life. And that's just one um, opportunity. And so when we show up and we actually are aware, how about a conversation one-on-one and you're sitting there with somebody, an employee or a friend, and you're not looking at your phone. Okay. Because to me, when someone's looking at their phone constantly, I don't have their attention. And I think I'm not as important as their phone, or you are looking at them right in the eye and you are with them. You're listening to the story. You're, you're, you've moved in. You want to know more. 
that is very powerful. And that's when we are right there in the moment with them. And we are creating opportunities. We are creating relationships. We are creating magic, just like how we met. Mm -hmm. We looked across the table. We're like, who cares about business? I want to know you. And it takes that. It takes that opportunity where you are present. Mm. You know, you're reminding me, Sherry, this is such a yummy conversation. And I'm not just saying that because we're about to cook Thanksgiving dinner, but it is so wonderful when you can be in that space to be able to really see someone like you're talking about. Listen, I've heard it said before, and I think it's true that the greatest human need is to is to be understood. And I think there's something to that. And so when we can really see someone for who they are and we then recognize what's special about that and why it was important, the gratitude that comes back from the other person to us is immeasurable. And it's not that's not the reason we do it, right? Right. But I can remember in the years that I was doing my meeting and work research and I was collecting data from 115 people and having a 90-minute intimate conversation with people about why they chose the work that they did. What is it that they find meaningful about that? Why is that important to them? Why is it important to who they are as a human being? What was interesting, Sherry, is I could feel people, if I wasn't in person with them, I could feel them literally melting into the phone because it's so wonderful to be heard and listened to on that level. Absolutely. It's the the, the living on that level of, it, it engenders a place of gratitude and connection that is frankly I would say, unless you do something horrible, almost irreversible. <laughs> this is true. People will always work for that connection. Um, my, uh, I had the opportunity to be one of Elise's 115 interviews, but I think we went longer than 90 minutes, dare I say. Uh-huh. Um, but that question, when you asked me that, it was like going back to why have I worked in human resources forever? Yeah. You know, I think about it and I have a degree in accounting, but I'm horrible at balancing my own checkbook. So I wanted to work with people. And when you asked me that, I was like, wow, that's it. That was the magic for me to keep showing up and doing what I do because I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of makes you radiate and glow and you attract other people, like-minded people. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. I I was having a conversation with with um, uh, somebody in preparation for the show. She's going to be on next week, and she's going to be talking about how we how we manifest things in our lives. And she was talking about how when we when we live in a good place, we well, no matter what, we reverberate energy, right? We attract whatever energy it is that we have going on for ourselves. So when we live in a place of gratitude, and we walk through life with a place in in that in that spirit. Um, and dance and skip of gratitude, we attract people who are opting into that same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, you are. And um, what what we do put out to the universe does come back. And and that's the the challenge when you want to switch what's going on. You really have to go. Okay, I need to fake it till I make it. And no matter what, I want to attract that kind of people in my life and that kind of positivity. Well, and even on the personal realm. So one of the things that she and I talked about in preparation for the show is. When we look at who we're connected to, our our significant others, right? It's really easy for us to consider that, well, there's 80% of the things that I like about this person, but it's 20 that are really, that really kind of chat my hide. We tend to pay attention <laughs> to the 20%. Why are you laughing? Because um, my spouse is walking around outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably just over listening to this, right? And so when, what, it's so important what we pay attention to. And so if we pay attention to what do we appreciate about that person, that 80%, and we language that versus what, if we language the 20% that we don't appreciate, it's amazing the difference in our connection of relationship. 
Absolutely. And that person feels lit up and appreciated and they feel like they want to do more of it. So whether it's in your family or relationship, imagine what that's like for your employees. Instead of looking at what they're not great at, tell them what they are great at. And so I know that goes for you, a conversation with StrengthsFinder. Yeah, absolutely. I'm and, just going there. And I keep mine, you know, framed on my desk, my, my five strengths. And um, I look over to it regularly to remember what am I good at and stay in that zone because I'm a lot more creative and and I'm a lot more efficient if I stay within my strengths because I'm not wanting to look at the things I need to work on quite yet. You know, those will happen honestly and they'll, they'll show up when they need to. So I want to stay in that strength. So that's like the 80%. Mm-hmm. How do we help our employees and show them, um, hey, this is great. You're in that 80%. Let's focus on that. No question. And then on the other side of that, going back to this whole notion of living and standing in a place of gratitude, when we as leaders can do that for our people, when we can look at our team and go, even though, not, not even though, even though, and in addition to, you're very different from who I am, employee one, or employee two, and I love that about you. I think it's amazing that you are able to be the analytical detail person that I can't be. Make, I want to poke my eyeballs out. Right. But without you, we would be missing some of the, the core crucial data that we need. And I want to, I want to be able to recognize and, and, and empower that. And what we know is that Whatever it is that makes us who we are, we always hear in our life both, I wish you weren't so detail-oriented and so analytical, and how great it is that you that you are. So which messages do we choose to listen to? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's the ones that empower us and make us feel uh, valued. Well, and right, we, we know that that doesn't always happen, right? And so part of, again, what I wanted to be sure and cover for this for this segment is as leaders, especially when we think about what results do we want to really accomplish, you got to do it through your people. And one important way to do that is to be able to really see your people for what you what unique human beings that they are and make sure that they know that, that they know that you know their value. Yes. Um, I recently spoke for a college here locally, and before um, we were adjourned from the event, they had little videos of all their new employees, and they were telling them who they are and what matters to them. And everybody in the audience was listening to it, so all the professors, everybody they work with. So instead of, of maybe connecting with one or two, now everybody they work with pretty much has now met them visually and heard what mm. matters to mm. them and the job they do and why they chose to come work for that organization. Powerful, two minutes max, and all of the faculty are watching this. It was amazing to me. That is amazing. And and who was I just talking to the other day about this, um, about an organization you're bringing me to mind about this, good practices with an organization. Now, this is a smaller organization. Um, wherein each candidate, each finalist candidate gets to meet the president of the company before they even make an offer. Can you imagine, speaking of a place of gratitude, this the president is making time for me before I even come into the organization, and that's also part of my assessment process. Mm-hmm. Talk about appreciation. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, when the president makes time for this, it really shows how important and, and, and how critical the team members are to fitting together and where they have to sign off on it and they have to be available to see how that person fits in the puzzle because we don't want to work with everybody who's like us, God forbid. Um, we, we need difference. We need diversity. We need change. We do. And perfect time for our first break already. It goes so fast, Sherry. 
I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Sherry Elliott Yuri, who is an author, speaker, coach, and trainer in the area of human resources and talent management. She's the author of Ties to Tattoos, Turning Generational Differences into Competitive Advantage, and also You Can Have It All, Just Not All at Once. She joins us today from right here in my Dallas office studio. We've been talking a bit about the power of gratitude at work. We'll continue the conversation and bring it back into the home front as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guest is Sherry Elliott-Yuri, who is an author, speaker, coach, and trainer in the area of human resources and talent management. She's the author of Ties to Tattoos turning generational differences into competitive advantage, and also the book called You Can Have It All, Just Not All at Once. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So before the break, Sherry, you and I were chatting a bit about just the importance of of gratitude in our personal and our professional lives, and certainly as leaders. For this next segment, I want to kick off with just some of the thoughts that you had. I know that in preparation for the show, you did a little bit of looking into the kinds of things that really speak to you around gratitude and thanks. So I wanted to to give you a chance to chat and share those things. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you. So yes, I could not just show up and and wing it. I had to have a few things. So I had to go back and go, okay, how do I show gratitude to my clients and you know what are some of the things I've recommended to some of my clients on how they work with their employees so here's just a few and Elise I'd love to get your feedback is um you know when we work and we try to get a new client we work really hard and one of the things I like to do is always remember the client that we have work as hard to keep them as we did to get them Mm. And that's, to me, really amazing because we go out there gangbusters and what happens after so so that they know that we appreciate them and we're going to stay keep telling them how much we appreciate them so they know how important that business is. Um, 
Can I can yeah, chime into that? Absolutely. I, what I what I'm getting present to when you say that, Sherry, what I'm reminded of is my years of recruiting. And I remember how many how much you're right, how much effort we as an organization and the expense that we would put into attracting these ta- these prospects to us and then putting them through a long interview process and trying to woo them away from either their present employer or from other opportunities to come into our organization. That was a lot of effort and a lot of expense. And you're absolutely right. Once we got them in the door, did we always do a great job of being able to nurture that relationship, show them that we cared, develop them, make sure that that, that same effort of wooing them showed up in in the post-hire process. That is such a great point. Yeah, and I think it's absolutely true, and especially from that perspective as well. And even if it doesn't work out that they become a client, keeping in touch with them, sharing them little tidbits, maybe it's your newsletter, whatever it happens to be, because that, that may change someday. So it's still... Just because you didn't win them over at the beginning, there's other ways to still stay connected and let them know they're still important to you. They're not just a chunk of business. Absolutely. That's really important. Um, One of the other things that I think is really helpful is a handwritten note. Those things have gone away. Most people don't write handwritten notes. We send a text with some emojis and, you know, winks and, and or we send an email. But sitting down and writing a card that you thoughtfully picked out for somebody, I know for me, I have a huge drawer in my office um, that have all these sparkly cards for women, some with like high-heeled shoes, and some that have motorcycles for men. So I can go into my box and choose the right card for the right person and write them a note. And, you know, I try to do spell check first before I write the note, just in case. Um, but I make sure that it's something I want to tell them, like I appreciate them for something, showing them that gratitude, because I especially picked out that card for them. And then I wrote them a note, put a stamp on it, went to this place called the mailbox. And you're right. Today, because we do rely so much on digital communication, getting something physically delivered to us is, stands out. Now, there's just one little small issue I have with that, and you as my friend probably know this. Um, what if you have such bad penmanship that when you do go to the trouble of sending that card and they receive it and they call you up and they say, at least thank you very much for the card, what did it say? Well, and it's like, and I know I've received many of your beautiful cards. It's like, okay, was there drinking involved or was it, you know, I know it's your just handwriting. The real deal. So, you know, you can always type it on the computer and cut it out. Paste it inside if you need to, but it's just, it doesn't matter what it says. It's the thought. Yeah. Because I know I've pieced together the messages you've sent me, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's beautiful. She thought about me, and she sent me a card. Love it. So, you know, that's the point. It doesn't it's stop from me you. from sending cards. That's yeah, exactly absolutely. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, it doesn't matter. Okay, As good. long as they got the intention. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. One of the other things is, what about doing random acts of kindness. Ah, yes. Just random. It doesn't have to be at the end of the year where so many clients now are doing these holiday parties and something else. What if you just like donated to the company's favorite charity? Or what if you did something that gave back and it was just random, nobody asked you to, just happenstance. One of uh, the new client thank yous that I really enjoy is customized ice cream. And they deliver it to the client and you can write what you want and they will print it on the pints of ice cream. And so I just sent it to them so they could have a sun day and in my thanks. And so they printed that on the front and then it sent them all the, the little items and I didn't have to do a thing, but I got to craft the message and it wasn't because they renewed my contract or anything. It was just because I wanted to tell them that I appreciated them and them getting their custom ordered flavored ice creams with their name on it made them feel really great and special. Oh, that is incredibly special. And 
for me, when you talk about random acts of kindness, one of the things I think about is my whole life purpose that I walk through life personally, professionally, everywhere I go is just who I am is I'm about uplifting humanity. That's what I care about. And I, I, I want to sprinkle that magic dust everywhere that I go. And so what I will oftentimes do, and I can't help this year, I'm not doing this because I want something in return. I just can't help it. Is that when I'm out and about and I notice somebody that I feel like I want to recognize somehow, I will just come up and I will just say is directly and generally as I can what it is that I appreciate. Like I might say to, I've said to many, many women, you look beautiful today and it's amazing to me the response is they are generally overwhelmed by that it's like they're 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 really moved by that and I think gosh that's all it takes to really amaze people is to simply give them a real genuine compliment I don't want anything in return not looking for anything I just want to recognize you and you see them really almost just undone by that it's so easy the random acts of kindness yeah yeah, it's like your ability is like huge to be able to do that, to touch people. I have a new saying in my office that she leaves sparkle everywhere she goes. Yes. So it's kind of like that. I just visualize you with your sparkle. Yeah. Just going around and giving everybody a little sparkle for the day. And I like that. I That's how I like to roll through life. Not everybody appreciates that about me, but I like it. And that's how I tend to go. I can't help it. It is who I am. That's the funny part because... You and I are both very different in this. I'm an introvert in an extrovert world. And yes. so you're an extrovert yes. in an extrovert world. Yes. And for you to go up and talk to somebody, it's like, oh, no big deal. For me, I'm like, oh, do I really have to go talk to one more person? Yeah. But I know that I have to make the effort to do that. And so I, I am very choose wisely and know that I can make a difference for that person because I know how much effort so all you introverts out there it is possible to live in an extrovert world you just gotta work at it (laughs) that's exactly right yeah let's see one of my others is I read a lot of books and I get a lot of books from Amazon from other authors asking me to do like a a review and so Amazon delivers regularly and under that guise I try to tell my husband that it's other books (laughs) Might be a real fancy pair of shoes. I don't know. Um, But I get these books and I have this opportunity to read them and at least do a review. I love the idea of sharing books that you think are impactful with your clients, your coworkers, you know, anyone else, because they may not come across that same book, but that message is important for them. And I've had so many people get excited when that book shows up in the mail or I ask them, do they read on an iPad or a Kindle? I can just send them a link to it and buy that for them because I found that book had some nuggets of information that they may want. And I never send my book. I never send my book because I always highlight and, and star all these pages. So I send them a new copy and I just leave them a little note of what I found really might connect for them. I have to weigh in on that on a couple fronts. One, you have sent me books before. You have sent me books that I have really, really appreciated and really made a profound difference to me. And I, and every, you're right. When I receive them, one, you get a special gift in the mail from Amazon. It's wrapped and everything. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Did I forget that I ordered this book? Yeah. Oh, it's a gift. Wow. <laughs> so there's that. And then the other thing is, too, is uh, as of getting to host the show, a lot of my guests who are authors will send me their book in advance. And I see that as a gift. They've yes. given me their book. And obviously, it's in preparation for the show. But I see that as a gift, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for they're giving me a piece of themselves that they poured themselves into. Mm-hmm. And then we get to talk about it on the air. Yeah, It means absolutely. something to me. Yeah, that's wonderful to hear because I'm working on two new books. So I, I'm okay, really good. glad to hear that. Okay, good. <laughs> that it doesn't go unnoticed. So that's wonderful. Never. Yeah. So that's that's one of the other ones that I find really helpful. Um 
What about when you're like in a restaurant? You could be out with a client, you could be with employees or family members, and you give a bigger tip than what they would expect. We recently had my father-in-law's 80th birthday at a local um, steakhouse here, and it was beyond phenomenal. So not only did I write them a note, but I went online and gave them a great rating on Facebook, so the power of social media to use it for good. And so what happened out of that Um, We had so much cake left over and it was a scrumptious cake that we had at our wedding party. And I gave it to the restaurant and all the staff were so grateful. And today my husband went in for lunch and the wine connoisseur came over, the event manager came over and they were so genuinely happy to see him even though it was really me, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) They were so happy to see him in gratitude for all the things that you know, we did to promote them in a way that I thought might matter to them. And because I'm very fortunate and obviously very grateful for the following I have on my social media, what a better way that I can actually send that out and say, you know, this restaurant did a phenomenal job. Try them out. Easy, Mm -hmm. but it was impactful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, that's another great thing that you're, you're bringing up, Sherry, is that Right, we're so quick to complain when we don't get the service that we want. But how quick are we to be able to trigger pull a great social media message that says, oh my gosh, this restaurant, these employees rocked it. Yeah, yeah, and it makes a huge difference. Um, we're, we're taking salsa lessons right now, and God bless our salsa instructor. That's all I have to say. And, you know, I did a shout out on Facebook for her because I'm like, I'm a lefty, and she's been doing a great job. And I just want people to know that this person really shows up, and she puts up with us for an hour, and she makes us laugh, and we can learn to dance at the same time. So why not share that gift with others in a way that they may be able to receive that and want to go, hey, you know, that sounds like fun. Maybe I'll try and reach out to her. This might be a little bit of um, stream of consciousness here, Sherry, so forgive me if if it is. Um, But you're reminding me, too, of just the simple value of people just looking your way and and, uh, acknowledging you in terms of you walking down the way or they're walking past you. I'm amazed how many people walk past us today and there's no eye contact. Now, mind you, I'm an extrovert and I don't push myself on people most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. You probably witnessed otherwise. But uh, but but what, I, what I'm getting at is when I think, again, back, back on, on the workplace is I've done many, many employee engagement surveys and done, done the rollout. And, of course, the number one variable most for, for most organizations is people want to be valued and appreciated. And I remember distinctly there was an organization that we were working with years ago, and they they got low scores on their engagement. And the the qualitative commentary was nobody even says hello here. Wow. The the executives walk down the hall, and they're in their their notebooks and their calendars, and they don't even look up to notice that I've passed by, and I feel so small and so insignificant. Yeah. Right. And so that simple thing of just even saying hello to someone can be immeasurable in terms of impact yeah um, years ago i was working with a um, one of my clients it's a tribal nation and the cfo would walk down the hallway with purpose and very driven and he'd have his head down and he would like storm through the hallway well even that body language didn't show that he was open everybody was afraid of him when actually he was a very nice approachable person but you had to get him away from the hallway because he was walking to his next meeting and once we helped him understand 
if you stand up, instead of hunched over, one, you'll have better posture, and two, people will talk to you because you look very scary and unapproachable. And so stand up, be open. And it's like the way we're sitting right now. We're not sitting behind a desk or anything. We're sitting side by side. Employees love that. Then they don't feel like they're being dictated to when they show up into their boss's office. They're just having a conversation and you're another human being. Imagine that. You're not like the boss. So you come out from behind the desk, sit in front of me, sit together with me. What a concept. Um, And I don't know how many other points do you have to cover because I was going to chime in on one more thing too. You go right ahead. So one other thing that I want to say about what you just said there is, and the great thing that each of us do coaching um, in terms of being an executive coach or a leadership coach is so much of what we tend to do is we help people put the mirror up for themselves, right? So they can reveal what it is that they're doing and then start to unpack how is that impacting people and is it getting you the results that you really want? Do you know that when you storm down the hall like this that people, the message you're giving them is that Maybe, I don't know, I wasn't there. You're, you're not important. I'm really busy. I'm on a tear. And for some people, that kind of energy is really intimidating. Yeah, it's very scary. For right. others, for others, it's like, well, I kind of, you know, that's kind of exciting. And I like the competitive edge to it. But so what I also want to get to is that to be able to practice gratitude as leaders, it, sometimes it, it does help to be able to get some perspective from other people, whether it's a coach or somebody else in your organization, to be able to hear how how do we tend to show up for people? Do we tend to show up as demanding? Or when we do say what we think is gratitude, does it come off that way? Do people see it as a great message that they're moved by and inspired by? Or does it come off as shallow right. or because you want something? So ha- helping people to get really present to how it is they're showing up and is that the impact that they really want in terms of adding in this kind of a gratitude mindset is I think really important, really critical. Absolutely. Um, One of my friends who's a a very good counselor and she does a lot of work with women, she says, put down the magnifying glass and pick up the mirror. Mm. And just that visual for me is just huge because it is it's there. It takes a strong leader and person and professional to want to hear feedback and then to actually take it and do something with it because it it, it does sting at first. And a lot of them kind of like, Oh, really? Am I really like that? And then, like you said, it's like, what do we want to be known for? What are we going to do differently? And that's when they have that opportunity. They're looking in the mirror, choose. Mm -hmm. You know, again, that goes back to the choice thing. And I want to tell just a short little story here um, and that it has to do with, you know, when we when we can inculcate this idea of look that back to the the lens, how it is do we do we choose to see people? Uh, probably the most amazing person to me in my life, um, and I've had several of them, so it's hard to choose. But my my maternal grandmother, very special woman to me. She's been gone for many many years, uh, but I used to write her love letters, and they would be addressed to the two. It said two T O, the most amazing grandmother on the planet. P.O. Box 136, <laughs> Caulfield, Washington, blah, 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 blah. And she would get these letters. And back then, I guess I could write legibly enough she could actually read them. <laughs> but she would call me on the phone and she said to me, she would say, you sure know how to make a little old lady feel special. Oh. And right? And, and that's yeah, the whole point. I'm like, yeah. you deserve that. How many years that you have made me feel special? Yeah. So that practice of really being able to take that looking glass and really aim it on the other person in a way that you can deliver a message that really lands for them. Absolutely. That's that's very touching. I hope to be that kind of grams for my granddaughter. And if she doesn't think so, I'll, I'll help her realize it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll help you presence that. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's to that end, it's funny. Um, um, I'm, I'm teaching a class right now at Southern Methodist University, and it's an internship class. And the students are actually required in their report to presence what they think they did well that week. And part of the reason they do that is because their boss has to actually see it. And sometimes it's important to be able to remind the boss just what it is that we do well. Yes. Maybe they missed it or maybe yeah. it didn't register for them as something all that great. And that's the whole reason that I have them write these reports and get their boss to sign it is because it opens the channel of communication between the employee and the boss. Yes. And that's a lot better than waiting till the end of the year to do a performance appraisal when they don't remember all the great stuff. So you need to keep your own woohoo box and, you know, your own reports. I have a love box at home. And when a client or a friend sends me a card, and I know I've got lots of yours in there, I just put it in there. And when I'm feeling like I need a little juice or pick me up, I open my love box Mm -hmm. and it gives me that. I actually have one of those love boxes too. (laughs) Here we are. It's time for another break. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Sherry Elliott-Yuri, who is an author, speaker, coach, and trainer in the area of human resources and talent management. She is the author of Ties to Tattoos, Turning Generational Differences into Competitive Advantage, and also the book called You Can Have It All, Just Not All at Once. She joins us today from right here next to me in my Dallas office studio. After the break, we'll continue our conversation about gratitude and the power it can impact within organizations. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Sherry Elliott-Urie, who is an author, speaker, coach, and trainer in the area of human resources and talent management. She's the author of Ties to Tattoos, Turning Generational Differences into Competitive Advantage, and also the book called You Can Have It All, Just Not All at Once. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So for this final segment here, Sherry, I wanted to kick it off with this notion of within organizations, how leaders can use the the power of gratitude to really 
um, enroll and inspire people Great. to perform at a higher level or to continue performing when, you know, when it's tough. Yeah. So what I'm reminded of is that the work that, that we do at Insignia, we do a lot of, of breakthrough project work, organizational transformation work, wherein an, an organization has identified a critical business imperative that they need to get done, they need to accomplish, they promised either the shareholders or various other people, and it's, it's going to really take something in the organization to move against the drift and really enable and empower people to, to act and think differently to be able to produce that result. And so oftentimes when we're doing our coaching with the individual leaders that are powering those particular projects, it gets tiring, right? It gets really tiring. And so part of what we'll oftentimes find ourselves doing in the coaching sessions is we ask, what have you done lately to be able to thank your team for all the amazing work that they've done? Oh my gosh, I (laughs) haven't really done very much. We've been so busy. Totally get that. Totally understand that, right? However, what if you just simply did a little event, something to be something that brought them together that was fun and cheerful, you got them together around bowling or a picnic or something to be able to show them, hey, you matter, we really appreciate you, let's do something fun and celebrate. So I wanted to kick that off for this part of the segment. I know you had a few other things that you wanted to talk about, but to me, that's another example of how leaders can show gratitude in terms of how they lead to make a difference in their teams. Yeah, especially over the holidays, everybody's got their own kind of stress going on, whether it's, you know, just work related, they might have, um, I know I worked for a domestic violence shelter, and that was actually their biggest time of year, um, is making sure families had Christmas, and they don't close, shelters don't close 24-7. So it was really important that we gave the staff some time off. And, you know, I went in and held babies, for instance, but they got to take some time off. They got taken out for lunch. And so even just something as simple as that going, hey, you know what? We know you're working really hard through this season and we really appreciate it. Can we get you lunch? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it really makes a difference for them just to have that opportunity. And that means it shows you're paying attention to what they're experiencing, not from your level, but from their level. Mm-hmm. You're reminding me of something that's fun for me. You brought me right back to 1998, Seattle, Washington. I was at that time selling information technology staffing services. So I'd go and call out on um, IT leaders who needed staffing, usually augmented or contract staffing. And I would do one of two things, Sherry. Speaking of food, <laughs> is I would either know, around the lunch hour if I knew one of my hiring managers was you know probably heads down in a project, I would call him up and say, "What do you want today? Chinese or Vietnamese?" I picked it up for you and I'd bring it, and it was a way to thank them for their business, thank them for being a, a, a client of mine, for entrusting me with your with with your business and letting me serve you in this way. So it it, it wasn't hard, but it took just it just t- took being a little intentional. The other really fun thing that I would do oftentimes is. Um, and this was a way of business development. So those of you who are in business development or sales, this is for you. So on Friday afternoon, I make a bunch of calls and I would I would call my prospects that I wanted to see on Monday, leave a message saying, hey, I'm going to be in your area on Monday. I'll come by and see you. It's Elise Cortez from XYZ Company. Sunday night, I would be at home and I would make a whole bunch of homemade cookies. And I put them in this um, cloth lined basket. And the next morning, I'd show up at their place of business and I would say, hey, I'm here to see Bob Jones or whoever else it was and I would set my cookies down in front of the receptionist and um, they they would say do you have an appointment and I would say well I think he's expecting me because I left a message right and the cookies were there wafting wafting right (laughs) and she would call and she would say "Um, Bob there's an Elise Cortez here to see you she has cookies and they would let me in 
Right. Amazing. But it was a way to be able to sort of thank in advance for the opportunity to see them. And it's amazing what food can do in that way. Oh, yeah. Did you know I brought you a plate of cookies tonight? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. So, yeah, food is a way of showing love sometimes and appreciation. So what better way than that? I don't know. Um, I think that having grown up in the restaurant business, first, my parents were farmers. And, of course, so we created, right, we were we were actually um, raising wheat and sugar beets for, for for to feed families, and then later on we, we got in the restaurant business. And so there is something about the whole food thing, and I'm certain that's a big reason that I still love to host Thanksgiving the way that I do. Absolutely, my first um, job and um, owning a business was a catering company. So I think that's why we have so many different connections that way. You and I. I don't think I know how to make mashed potatoes for less than fifty, <laughs> and you don't know how to throw Thanksgiving for less than a hundred. So you know, it's just inherent in, in who we are. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 it, it's exhausting, right? But but it there's a, it's a true labor of love, and and so you know, however it is that we presence ourselves to be able to, to connect with people in our lives, and this this is true for us as colleagues, right? To be able to thank our colleagues for an amazing work. I work with some amazing people, Sherry, and a lot of the consultants. I'm so proud to call them my associates, and they they do profound, amazing work. Their ability to look my direction, see me, and thank me for being their colleague and helping them deliver something is truly astounding to me that they have the presence to be able to say that to me in a way that really moves me, makes a real difference in how I show up for work too. Absolutely. And, you know, I thought about one other example. I get requests just like you do. Do we know anybody who would be good on on your radio show or as another speaker? And referring somebody we know and trust is also a way of saying, you know what? They matter to me. They're important to me. And I know they'll do a great job. And that's a huge compliment. You may not always know it, but surrounding yourself with teams of professionals that you know you can help your clients or partners out by giving them referrals to somebody that's really going to take care of them. It's a compliment especially in the business society. It is. And that is also reminds me, too, of just, you know, the notion of being of service to people, whether you employ a servant leadership mentality or however it is that you, you see your faith informing how you roll through life. But to be of service to someone is, it, I think, a fantastic way to be able to illustrate who you are, express yourself, and also to illustrate your gratitude for getting to be connected to that person. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, one of the other things that, that when I was doing my research of some of the things that I did, I actually Googled it um, on more because I knew there was more. And one of the things that I had never thought of is showing our self-gratitude. Mm. I was like, I saw that and I was like, what? Say what? And I'm learning to have, um, I joke and say, my boundaries are sticks right now, but they're getting better. They're getting stronger <laughs> fence. They're not like going to be little sticks for long. Um, so watch out world. But one of the things I was really surprised in, it didn't even occur to me, is what about telling ourselves or doing something for ourselves that really empowers and lights us up so we can show up that way in the world? Because mm-hmm. when we're down, we're tired, and you know we're overworked, it's hard to have sparkle and magic and glow when we don't tell ourselves how great we are. Oh my gosh, you are so right. And the few times when I think to do that for myself, the difference it really makes is 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 is, is as I like to say, immeasurable. 
And I do do that sometimes when I need to intentionally alter how something occurs for me, how a situation, an opportunity, how I even occur for myself in a situation because I need to be able to perform or I want to have a different outcome or I want just a different experience. And I catch myself going, okay, Cortez, just a sec, hold on here. This is what's what you've done well. And this is what I think you should be happy about and grateful for. And so you're right. There is something about that that totally alters uh, the, my whole experience of myself and how whatever it is that I'm connected to. Yes, absolutely. And it is. It's a powerful way to show up. And it's just a small thing. It's like going, okay, what do I need? And how can I change something for myself so that I can be more of service to others? You know, what I think about with that is I, I think about, again, in the individual coaching sessions that I've, I've been privileged to do is we do ask our clients, tell us, tell us about the wins that you've had. And, and usually more often than not, the women have a harder time conjuring up what they did well, claiming what they did well. And there's so much power when, when they can, we can actually get them to language and claim, you know what, today I spoke in front of a crowd of 150 people and I rocked it. The message was there and they got it and I'm so excited and I feel so great about my performance and who I was in that moment. And I, we have to usually encourage them to do that. But when they do, the power of that is so incredible. Yeah, and that brings me back to just acknowledgement. I had dinner with a friend last night and she was leaving and she was telling me, and, and she's like mid 40, she said, I'm going back to school to get my degree. And she's like, uh, you know, I might as well start now. But she was kind of like, she goes, I'm a little embarrassed. And I turned to her and I was getting ready to walk to my car and I said, don't be embarrassed. Be proud. Don't don't be embarrassed to tell people you're you're going to be 50 anyway. Why not finish your degree? And then you get to choose something else that you want to do. But that when that's, I heard those words out of her mouth, it, it made me do a 360 and turn around and go, mm, hold on a second. I would like you to think about that and be proud of it. And that was my small gift to her because she was looking at it from a whole other framework. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was super proud of her and I wanted her to know that, but also for her to feel that and stand taller with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes we do need other people or we can certainly benefit from other people being able to give us another perspective on something. And I think one of the things that I appreciate about that, and I say it when I go out and speak on my modes of engagement and my passion and purpose stuff that I speak from is that to be able to get another perspective in a way that lets us continue to rewrite our life story, which includes us as the author and the main character is incredible because we, we then get the chance to reinvent or recast ourselves as we accumulate those life experiences and see things from a different vantage point. One that ideally is more grateful and appreciative. Yeah, absolutely. But and you have to be there. And forgiving. There's another good one. Yeah, absolutely. When it's important. And forgiving ourselves. Because I know people are really good at beating themselves up. And it's forgiveness of self is important, too. Mm-hmm. And that is a certain, I think, forgiveness of self, I think, qualifies in the general gratitude camp for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's kind of taking, um, we started this about energy uh, in the beginning, but it's taking that energy of saying what you don't like about yourself and forgiving yourself to converting it into what do I do well mm-hmm. and putting that energy out into the universe. Mm-hmm. What a difference it makes, right? Really, what a difference it makes when somebody is literally skipping along because they feel that that energy is positive and strong versus feeling beaten down by the world or by what they think that they missed. 
I'll give a quick story about that. Your guest for next week, um, I met her back in May and I was sitting at a little local pub in Frisco and I just finished working out. So one, I was stinky and, you know, all sweaty, had no business being in there. And there was like this networking thing going on. And at first I was a little irritated by it because I'm like, um, I'm here to like chill out with my friends. And I look over to my left and there's this very beautiful woman and she has this book in her hand. And I immediately went to the book and I followed the energy and went straight to her and I said, you wrote a book. I want to know you. And it took me four or five months to get back to a place where I could meet with her in person. But all I did was pay attention to the energy that she was giving off. And that was incredible. It was like the glow, the magic. Mm-hmm. But you got to be aware to mm-hmm. take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to that end, too, in terms of how it is that we as individuals walk through life, are we conscious of how with the energy we're putting out there? Yes. So, Sherry, here we are already at the end of the show. I don't know where the time goes, but last words you want to give to our listeners today, 30 seconds. Be present, show up fully for yourself and everybody else, and you will make a difference. Very powerful and very succinct. Short. I'm not known for short. No, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's very wonderful. It, and that, yes. Well, I, I have so appreciated, as always, having you on the show. Every time we talk, I get something new from you. I see you differently and more deeply. And I really appreciate you being here with me Thank on you. Thanksgiving Eve. Yes, I'm excited. Thank you. If you want to learn more about Sherry Elliott-Urie, the work she does speaking and consulting, or her books, visit her website. It's generationalguru.com. So let me spell that for you. G-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-A-L-G-U-R-U.com, generationalguru.com. And join us next week when we talk with Tanya Waring, the founder of Manifesting Mindset. We'll be talking about her work teaching executives, entrepreneurs, and everyday people how to get what they want in business and life using her proprietary manifesting process. See you then. Remember that work is at least one-third of our life, so let's work on purpose. hope you've enjoyed this week's program be sure to tune in to working on purpose featuring your host elise cortez every wednesday at 6 p.m eastern time 3 p.m pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel this week find your life's purpose at work